podcast doesn't come out, you'll know why. So. <laughs> <laughs> it better All come right. out. This is the last one before the uh, the Dreamless Dreamcast Marathon. Oh, so. yeah. We, we probably won't end up doing one next weekend because we're going to be dead. Yeah, fuck that noise. So, well, one thing that's not dead, and let me get this set up so people that can watch or that are watching can see this. Uh, Mario sure as hell ain't dead. No, they finally came out with the Nintendo Direct. Wasn't this a surprise one too? Like it, like it was I, on the schedule that it just popped up. Yeah, I don't think that they like announced anything about it. Like the only reason why I heard about it was because I follow Wario sixty four, and he just announced, "Oh, by the way, Super Mario three D All Stars is going to be sixty bucks, and you can get it at this link right here." And I'm like, "Wait, did I miss something? Did something fucking happen?" <laughs> <laughs> I go searching for it, and lo and behold. So, but anyway, yeah. Uh, the first thing that was on here was I thought they were like, "We're bringing back the Game Boy Micro," <laughs> and I was like, I, "I lost mine. I don't have mine anymore, so I need a new one. So that's fine with me." That that would be like the big dick move, man. Bring back the Game Boy Micro. Bring back a piece of tech, piece of hardware that's like fifteen years old. I'd be well, this one's it. still weird, like. This is still old as fuck because, like, mm-hmm. this is the uh, let's back up a little bit. It's the Game and Watch series that has like, looks like it has Mario One with an alarm clock and all this other stuff. This this was really weird to start with. I'm wondering if this is what their answer to the Game Gear Mini. Like, they're like, we got to bring this back so people can see it. I don't think that's an answer to anything outside of them filleting themselves. Yeah, like if I'm going to be straight up honest, like. Game. This is for like the hyper collectors. It looks like it's got a beautiful LCD screen. Like the the colors on there look gorgeous. But do I really need another piece of hardware that just plays Super Mario Brothers? Do we know how big it'll be too? So like, yeah, like you're you're showing off that it's a clock, right? So I mean, like up on the wall or yeah, that's that's what I was like. I might think about getting it. If it were to go on my wall, like dead ass. If it was $30. I, I would, <laughs> if it was $30, I would say maybe even $50. And all I would do is have that thing on my wall. That's it. I guess. I don't know. This was, It was weird, but who fucking cares? That's not why we're here. Yeah, no. Fuck why why we're here is what they just went right into it next. They were like, here's 3D land. Or no, 3D world. 3D this world. is what y'all wanted. Was it? And uh, apparently we're getting like we're getting some DLC with it as well. That's that is pretty cool. I actually didn't finish 3D World. I came super fucking close. I think I'm on like I... World Seven or Eight. And oh yeah, you're not done. Oh, I'm all. not. No, no, no. How many worlds <laughs> no. are there? You're about halfway through the game. So... Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, there's like so much post. Like, oh, we beat Bowser. Now we got to go to space. And there's a shit ton of levels up here, and we have to uh, you unlock Rosalina and all that shit. I'm on the final level, but I beat the entire game as Toad, and that final level is fucking hard mode with Toad because Toad falls like a fucking lead brick. And yeah, yeah, dude. I had yeah. no clue. Yeah, I ruined it for you, but yeah. See, didn't you notice? That, didn't you be like, well? Why is Rosalina in this version? I guess Rosalina they just is in this one. No, because I heard Rosalina was in the game, but you get her after collecting all of the stars. That's what I was told. No, you get her when you go to space, and then you have to all these other levels you have to collect stars for. 
Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and the levels up in space are super fucking harder. Okay, that's that's fine. But anyway, we're getting Super Mario Super Mario 3D World on the Switch and Bowser's Fury, which seems to be a DLC package that they're putting with it. And it's releasing on, I think, February 21st or 12th. I can't remember which one it said, but uh, of 2021. And I am super excited. The only thing that I don't know for a fact, and I really hope, knowing Nintendo, they didn't do it, but I hope there was online multiplayer. Yeah, they didn't do it. I, I have no faith it's in that shit. Twelve twenty or two twelve twenty one is when it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that sucks. But then they're coming out now in Super Mario Bros. Uh, Tetris. It's Tetris ninety nine, but Mario thirty five is what it is. I am super stoked for this. Like you have no idea how much, how bad I want this game. Like fuck all other. I'm dead serious. Fuck all other forms of battle royale. Give me my stupid jank Tetris. Give me my my stupid silly Super Mario Brothers. Like this is dumb. Like it's it's super fucking dumb, but I'm here for it. Yeah, it does look I mean it looks crazy. And it's it's the same for people that don't know what it is. It's the same premise as Tetris 99. You are playing Mario, but you have 34 other players that are also playing Mario, mm-hmm. and depending on how well you do, you can like fuck other people over. That's going to be available October 1st. But it's only playable until March 31st of 2021. Yeah, that that and the release window for Super Mario 3D All-Stars is really fucking shitty. More of this, I, I don't even know if I can compare the two. Because this is, this is a temporary online game that I'm only going to be able to play for six months. Whereas the other product is a game that you can only get within a six month time frame right and then after that there's no more print runs so everything falls onto the secondhand market well, which it's not even that the digital drops out too like it's not like just physical limited release it's a limited release for the digital version too which i i don't fucking understand why they did that like i understand the physical but maybe it's just like hey everybody fucking buy it now like do it <laughs> The only thing that I can think of is that they are purposely doing this to keep attention and eyes on the Nintendo Switch while they go through a console launch that they're not participating in. That's the only justification I can fathom. Yeah. It's shitty. Like, it's... I mean, we say it's shitty, but we both pre-ordered it the day. Yeah, no, no. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm garbage. It's That's that's the truth. I mean, this right other there. thing that's showing right now is... Uh, it looks like an AR thing for Mario Kart 8. Yeah, that's give a shit. That's fine. I don't care, though. It's Whatever. So let's get to the real thing, which was this... And everyone was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. There's some such shit for the... Uh, the What's the mobile game that Mario Kart has? Circuit or whatever? Who fucking cares? It's Where mobile. The fuck is it? Uh, fucking, they had. Oh yeah, they had. Well, they also showed the 2D All Stars pack is on the Nintendo Switch Online collection, so that's pretty cool too. Yeah, I mean that's dope. But the but the big Mario, thing is the 3D All Stars. This was like teased months ago. This was rumored to be going on months ago. I mean, we talked about it nonstop. I I am super happy to be getting a remake or a remaster or a re-release. I guess of sunshine i fucking love sunshine so 
I'm I'm with You're in a weird group then, man. <laughs> I know. Like nobody else appreciates Sunshine like Well, no, does. it's always it's either I love Mario Sunshine or Mario Sunshine fucking sucks. Like there is no in between. Yeah, there's a really strong dichotomy between the two. I just remember the ending. The end the ending was a little like, alright, but the rest of the game was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. I just love the concept. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, for people that don't know, we're getting a collection of Mario of Super Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't bother adding Galaxy two in there, because like I know more people that are they're excited for Galaxy two or want Galaxy two than Galaxy one. Well, Galaxy two is the better Galaxy game because it took everything from Galaxy one and almost perfected it. Hmm. But there was was there even like a story to it, or was it just like, hey, here's a bunch of fucking levels, go crazy? No, I think it's uh, I never played either one of them all the way through, but I think the second one takes place like takes place right after the first one. I played a little bit of two, but it was just like, hey, you're on this giant Yoshi head, go to these planets, go do things. I don't know, maybe. I didn't. That was kind of the time where I dropped off of video games for a while, so I didn't play like Super Mario. Also, Super Mario Galaxy fucked with my like, perce- not perception, but like my depth perception when I was younger, because mm-hmm. I couldn't. Like, I'm like, all right, I understand like 2D Mario's and even 3D Mario's like Sunshine, but this like going around a planet, like running around it, is fucking with my head, and I can't control it. Like, I can't get my head around it. Right. But now I can. But no, this uh, it, this releases like in a week and a half. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm, I pre-ordered I'm mine. Excited. The good thing is, have you noticed that? You remember when Amazon used to like ship things, uh, and you would get it the day it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't do that shit anymore. No, Best I... Buy is like the Best Buy is like the only one that does it now. Yeah, when I got Xenoblade Chronicles the Collector's Edition for Definitive, fucking mm-hmm. it, they shipped that shit like three days. The day after. it released. Oh no, yeah, I got that. Three days after it got released, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, Prime, the two-day shipping for Prime just isn't mm-hmm. a thing anymore. I don't know why they're not doing it. But. Not with, like, new. What was crazy is when they showed all of the games off, they did not put Mario Galaxy 2 in there at all. Yeah, then and that's what I'm saying. Like, are you going to have it as DLC? But even then, you'd be like, why would you put it in there and only have it available for a six-month release? Because, like, six months from now, or towards the tail end of its release window, add DLC for Super Mario Galaxy 2, and only a select number of people who downloaded the game bought the, yeah. or bought the game when it's not going to be sold anymore is going to be able to get that download. I just I just see it as a missed opportunity, really. I mean, Nintendo's going to make their money off of this. Mm-hmm. Like regardless, they're gonna make shit tons of money off. They already got money from me, you, and Scotty. I know for a fact. So <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited to play them. Everyone's I thought it was like, a good direct. I thought that you know, as long as you're yeah. like a Mario fan, you got everything that you wanted. Basically, yeah. We well, I think when we did our uh, our nat our, our what would be in the 3D All Stars, I think we said that 3D Land or 3D World would be in there. We didn't think it would be a separate game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm fine with it. I get that. It, I, I, it's probably not gonna happen. But I would really like online multiplayer for that game. But I know it's not gonna happen. Yeah, there'll be couch, but there won't be online. Yeah. But no, and then they did a nice little uh, 
like homage at the end of showing all the games throughout the decades which mm-hmm. if i remember correctly they didn't show super mario land 2 which was weird because that game's really good so it was also really fucking weird but no that was it like we said that one the 3d all-stars comes out on the 18th of september and then 3d world package comes out on february tw- uh, february 12th of 2021 i didn't know that if- you can use the tanuki suit to I didn't know that either. Hit the fire. fire. <laughs> no, I didn't know that either. <laughs> so, I've been watching a lot of... Uh, there's a guy named Rupert on Twitch. He mm-hmm. speedruns uh, the All-Star Collection on Super Nintendo. So when he speedruns, he speedruns all five games. Because he has the Mario World version. Mm-hmm. So there's five games on it. And it's just fun to watch him play these games. Right on. So. But I don't know. I'm super excited for him. So. Anyway. All right, man. Let's go into weeks. What did you do this week? So I did more streaming. One, I think I spent yesterday fixing my stream, so I added no more scenes. I got a dedicated playlist that I'm working on. It's just a bunch of fighting game themes and shit like that. Yeah, you're Uh, welcome. Yeah. (laughs) What else? Played Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 this week. I also played Sonic 1. For the most part, they all hold up. Uh, It's really just saying... Hey, I beat these games as I'm building this this stupid tier list. I got a few pickups. I got Gundam Wing Endless Duel, Hyper Metroid, Magic Knight Ray Earth, and Chrono Trigger Crimson Echoes. These are all either English translation ROMs or not yeah, ROMs, but is. cartridges, or they are fan hacks. And Hyper Metroid is supposed to be like this alternate universe for Super Metroid. It's a little bit more challenging, but they really take advantage of the exploits that the game has. So if you're really good at like speedrunning, or if you have like some knowledge of speedrunning Super Metroid, then I mean Hyper Metroid would be something that you might want to look into. Uh, I know about Magic Knight Ray Earth. I think I saw TJ play it on a Megavision stream once upon a time. I didn't know that there was a SNES version. Maybe there's different variations between the two, but I definitely want to check that out. And I've always heard about Chrono Trigger Crimson Echoes. I think it's supposed to be like a direct sequel to Chrono Trigger 1. So we'll see. Besides that, I've been playing Ratchet & Clank. I figured since I'm going to get the new Ratchet & Clank (laughs) gang, I might as well pick up the or get back into the ps4 ratchet and clank game previously i don't remember if i talked about it on this podcast or one prior but i just was not a huge fan of the character redesign for ratchet to the point where i just had to put the fucking game down picking it back up again maybe i was a little bit too harsh it's still like a really solid game don't get me wrong it's like the game is really fucking good But it does feel like the pacing is going too fast. They're really, really rushing it. And I know that old Ratchet & Clank games, they did kind of like speak fast and try to get through the cutscenes as quickly as possible. But it literally feels like this game is running on a formula where you meet a character, uh, there'll be like some sort of comedic toilet humor going on between the two of them. They give you a uh, a video log You see something that happens and, hey, go help that person. And it's like rinse and repeat one thing after another. So it's not really like anything new or anything Mm -hmm. special. 
Um, right, right. Just gameplay wise, it's it's good, it's decent. But that was really just more or less my week. Played through Sonic One, Sonic Two, one hundred percent complete, one hundred percent clear. Sonic Three and Knuckles, one hundred percent clear. Cleared that in like two hours. It wasn't it wasn't a bad stream at all. So I mean, you've also played those games like a shit ton of times. So yeah, nope, that's true. But no, no. No complaints. That's really all my week was. Sounds good. Yep. Well, I had classes, as per usual, but we mm-hmm. won't go into that too much. But I did pick up a game that I was super fucking excited about, and it ended up being a fantastic game. Let me uh, pull this up. Uh, I picked up Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. And so this was developed by Vicarious Visions, which was one of the studios that helped develop the Crash Insane trilogy. And Vicarious Visions fucking outdid themselves with this because this game is... It captures the essence of Tony Hawk 1 and 2. But you have, like, the the control that you have and the animations and all that shit is just phenomenal. Like, it all looks super good. I'm trying to pull some up, some gameplay. And I did not know that the online multiplayer is as good as it, like, it is. You can have a party of four where you could just join into a party of four, which you can invite your friends to join, and you guys just do either, like, high score, or you guys do skate, which is, like, horse for skateboarding. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of different shit. We're we're actually going to test it out this Thursday for Thursday Night Throwdown, because this is also going to hype up the marathon, since we're going to be playing Tony Hawk games on the marathon. But, no, this game, the game's 40 bucks. And the HUD and the interface are great. Like, they have... So back in the day, I remember, like, changing a song was kind of annoying. Like, you had to go hit pause and then hit next song. You literally hit R3, and it changes the song. Okay. And it's good. It it has the entire soundtrack from the first and second one minus, like, five tracks due to licensing issues, I believe. And they have a bunch of new stuff because one of the new songs is like a Tech Nine song. There's a Machine Gun Kelly song in there. Like, there's a, there's, it's super fucking good, dude. Tony Hawk's son is in this game, like with him, <laughs> like a playable character or not? Yes, Riley oh, Hawk wow. is in there. Yeah. Okay. I've actually never like, played a Tony Hawk game. Like I've told you, I think on uh, on one of my streams, like the only skateboarding game I ever played was Three Extreme. Mm-hmm. So like. Is it just like one big playground and you try to just get a, a high score on it or like what? what else you have different, as you can see right now, you have different, a lot, half of the objectives is like high scores, like getting mm-hmm. certain amounts. And then there's other things where you have to like collect the skate letters or collect this or that. You have two minutes to do these runs and you want to try and do as many as you can. There's also free skate where you just go into a level and just fuck off. But when you go into it, you pick the Tony Hawk 1 path or the Tony Hawk 2 path, or you just go down the freestyle path. Like I said, for 40 bucks, the character creation is pretty good. They have, like, a store that you use in-game money to buy new gear and all that shit. And I can't speak highly of, like, high enough of this game. It's They did a really fucking good job. And I'm really hoping, like, if they decide to do, like, any DLC or anything like that, like, that maybe they bring in, like levels from tony hawk 3 or tony hawk 4 mm-hmm. but this is the breath of fresh air that the franchise needed or not so much the breath of fresh air maybe like this is a good send-off 
because if they were if this were to be like the last Tony Hawk game ever made, I'm fine with that. I don't need them to try and do like any downhill jam shit like they did back in the day and all that. With like skate and Tony Hawk Underground or were you a fan of Tony Hawk Underground? Undergrounds were fine. Underground one was really uh was good. Underground two was I thought was super, super good. But then they went into Tony Hawk American Wasteland, Tony Hawk. I think it was Downhill Jam, and then it just started. It was like uh, the Guitar Hero fad. Got it. Where it came in. Tony Hawk lasted longer than those games did, but it came in hard. It was there for a while and was super popular, but then it just fizzled out really hard. But this game is great. Like I said, 40 bucks, you get two games. The online multiplayer is what really sells it. Like, cause it's just, it's just so good. And the music's, I mean, you still got Rage in there. You've got Superman by Goldfinger. You've got tons. It's just a nostalgia trip for a lot of people. I was streaming it on Friday and I had people in my chat just being like, holy shit. Like this brings me back to like being in a teenager and all that shit. So yeah, I need to pick was, this up tomorrow. Yeah. I would get a physical copy. I, I went to GameStop cause I just wanted to get it right away. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, if I had pre-ordered it, I would have got it from Best Buy. But no, man, it's super, super good. I think I know Scotty wants to do multiplayer. I think Brett's having a field day with this game. He loves this game. So he's thinking about maybe jumping in, too. So we would need a fourth just to play. But I think it's going to be fun. I'm down with it. I'll do it. But yeah, you guys should go check that out. What else did I do this week? Oh, we finished uh, Friday night. We watched the Return of the King extended version. And we finished the Lord of the Rings extended versions. And I will tell you right now that I will not watch any versions of Lord of the Rings if they're not the extended versions. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they're long as shit. But, like, the little extra things that they go into just flesh out characters that you wouldn't normally, like... You'd be like, because when you're watching, when we were watching the extended versions, because me and my wife, we've seen the theatrical cuts and we, we would know what wasn't in the theatrical cut. And we're like, oh, that's really cool to have that there. You're just like, that makes that character's grief that they're going through more impactful because you know more about them. Mm-hmm. And the main, I talked about it last week, but the in Return of the King, they go even further into it with uh, Boromir and Faramir's relationship with their father. And that's like half of what return of the king is is because faramir and boromir's father is the acting king of gondor even though he's just a steward because aragorn is the king of gondor but he doesn't want the mantle he doesn't want to take it but yeah their dad's fucking insane so <laughs> see i <laughs> wish the point i saw where, i wish i the saw po- go ahead go ahead i was gonna say to the point where he sends faramir basically to his death faramir comes back not dead and then he goes to burn him alive yeah, <laughs> I, I I honestly wish I saw the theatrical release to do the comparison because I got spoiled. I got to see you like, started. Ex- yeah. yeah, I saw the extended cuts. So, I mean, yeah, they're all great fucking movies. I need to I need to revisit them. I need to do another fucking Lord of the Rings. There's run. there's also just a whole bunch of like comedy stuff between Legolas and Gimli that they cut out. Yeah. Like, right after, like, at the beginning of Return of the King, because it's right after the Battle of Helm's Deep, so they're being victorious, you know, they're having their banquet and honoring their dead and all that. And Legolas and Gimli get into a drinking contest. Mm-hmm. That, that was cut out? Yeah. Oh, that was cut out. I'd never seen it before. That was not in the theatrical. 
Like there was tons of okay. shit. There was there's the part where uh, Frodo and Sam like there's a point where it just cuts to them in orc armor, and then it cuts to them and they're no longer in the orc armor. You're like, what the fuck happened with that? There's a whole scene where they're like almost got caught because they were being they were marching with orcs and all that shit. That just cut out. Okay. But uh, no, I, I highly know. recommend it. If you got twelve hours to kill, watch all watch all three of those movies. No, I gotta I gotta watch the three remaining bad Star Wars movies before I can uh move on I'm to done rewatch. With that. Fuck that franchise. Fuck that franchise is right. <laughs> Fuck goddamn. Like I don't know. I'm excited to see what games they come out with because I like I like the campaign they did for Battlefront Two, and Fallen Order is really fucking good. I need to get back to right. that game. Well, watching these movies, watching these movies make me really skeptical about because, you know, they were thinking about doing an Amazon series for Lord of the Rings. Oh, and I don't know what I didn't know what it was going to be like if it was like ancient similarian stuff like shit before Lord of the Rings. That would be awesome. But after seeing what they did to The Hobbit, I don't really want them to fuck with Lord of the Rings anymore unless it's Peter Jackson coming back. Well, was The Hobbit Peter Jackson? I think so, maybe, but, like, that fucking movie should have only been one movie, not three. The CG is just, there's just too much CG. Who is mm-hmm. it? Uh, yeah, he directed uh, the Hobbit movies. So, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe it's the Tim Burton thing, where Tim Burton used to be good, but now it's just, everything he does is just shit. So. <laughs> I don't know. The only, the last thing that I saw um, from Peter Jackson was like some World War One documentary. We will not grow old, or they will not grow old. That was actually really well done. But you should watch Brain Dead. His one of his first movies he made, which was a horror zombie movie. I feel like I heard you and Powell talking about that. Yeah, it's really goofy. Like the this old asshole lady gets bitten by a mutated rat, mm-hmm. rat something, and then at one point the guy just goes through a bunch. There's the. Uh, the Kung Fu uh, priest that we were talking about where he goes, I kick ass for the Lord. I, yeah, we've talked about this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember And, and then that. he dies. He mm-hmm. gets impaled on a, uh, on a fucking tombstone. And, but no, that was like one of Peter Jackson's first movies. And when everyone's like, oh, Lord of the Rings is amazing. I'm like, you guys should watch this. It's also made by Peter Jackson. And then they watch it. They're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, someone's got everyone's got to start somewhere. So <laughs> shit's dumb. Yeah. Other than that, my birthday was last Friday and I got some stuff from people. And the one thing I wanted to show off and I'm going to have to talk about it the most is my mom got me this new cooking knife. It's a mixture of a chef's knife and a meat cleaver. And it's made of Serbian Serbian steel because it's made over in Europe and it's handmade. And this thing is fucking heavy, man. Like I cut an onion with it and I probably won't use another uh, cook, cooking knife it's called it's a kulina that's the brand that makes them this is like a 200 hundred dollar knife and it's so fucking solid like it's so i love it i cut the i was cutting the onion i didn't have to put it because this thing's fucking heavy as shit so like you don't have to put much weight on it when you're cutting i'm doing right. this right on my hand like i hope hopefully none of my professors <laughs> see what i'm doing so but no it comes with its own little like what do you, i don't know what the material is but it comes with its own little sleeve and all that stuff so yeah, when I do finally get my knife kit for school, I'm going to pull this knife out, and everyone's going to be like, that wasn't in my kit. I'm like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was in my kit. Nobody I, else has this knife, so if I see anybody with it, I'm kicking your ass. 
I've seen like countless fucking Facebook videos of like those those taste montages where some dude is out mm. in the middle of Scandinavia yeah, using these <laughs> using that knife and like cutting his fucking wagyu mm-hmm. over a fucking river. I'm just like, man, I really want that knife. That knife looks dope as shit, dude. It, it's super balanced and it cuts through. Like I'm pretty, I haven't tested on like bone and like cutting meat. But man, I would not be surprised if it just cut right through bones and shit too. The fuck, which is gonna be really good when I'm cutting like, cause I like I break down like pork shoulders a lot and all that mm-hmm. shit. So no, having a good a nice sharp knife is the best fucking thing you can have in a kitchen. Hell yeah, the uh, a dull knife is the most dangerous thing you can have in a kitchen. <laughs> no, I need to swap out my knife set. But. I got my chef coats in with my name on them. Yeah. So and they fit pretty well. Yeah. I might uh, since I have once I get the knife kit, I'll probably take a picture and put it in the Discord. But they fit really well. I'm worried if I lose weight, how if I'm gonna because they were fifty four dollars each and I bought two. So if I end up losing weight and I'm like I gotta buy two more of these fuckers because I can't fit in them anymore. So I mean, it, it's not like you can sell them because it's got my name on them. So <laughs> I mean, you could get a tailored though. I mean, I guess that's true. Get it tucked Stuck, in the back. So. Tucked it in. Yeah, exactly. They're like fucking, what do you call it? Like service Bravos or service Charlies. Like they got the two seams in the back and then you just take from those seams. Mm-hmm. Well, someone, I forgot who I was talking to, but they're like, do you wear that like when you're cooking? I'm like, when we're cooking like with people watching? Yes. They're like, don't you get hot? I'm like, yeah, we have our chef pants. We have an undershirt. We have our chef coats. And we have our aprons on while we're cooking. So yeah. I got to ask, what is the purpose of the chef's coat outside of like uniform? Maybe it's thick to like protect you from oil splashing on you or but what else? No, it's to show off because okay. we're chefs. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. we're not chefs yet, but we're color. My, our new teacher, our, we got our new professor. He started last week and he says, he said, uh, I, I'm not going to call you all chefs because you're not chefs yet. But you are culinarians. So that's what he's basically doesn't want to. He's like, I'm afraid of saying the wrong pronoun. So you're all culinarians. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I like this guy. This guy's pretty smart. <laughs> no, that guy's cooked for four fucking presidents and like all this other shit. Yeah, man. You forget that Arkansas was, I mean, Bill Clinton's from Arkansas. So he would come and like eat in Little Rock. And like, there's tons of people that would come to Little Rock all the time and all that shit. So he was working at a lot of it from what I've seen is like hotel hospitality is fucking huge right now. Like just cooking well at ho- at hotels. Marriott is like hiring people all the fucking time. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Two of my boys from high school fucking just got jobs over at the Marriott and they were like chefs all elsewhere mm-hmm. and shit. And they were just like, yo, Marriott's the place to be that in um, Hilton. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like the courtyards that, that don't have like kitchens and shit. We're talking about the big boy hotels, the high end like, ones, the big ass corporate, you know, the ones $400 a night, the ones mm-hmm. we'll never see in our lives. Probably <laughs> I'll only see them if I work there. So <laughs> I'll pass by but, one. Yeah. Uh, other than that, we've been testing stuff for the Dreamcast marathon. Uh, this next week is going to be hardcore testing for making sure ISOs and shit work getting the schedule down because that is i almost said october that is september 12th it starts at 7 a.m eastern standard time which means 6 a.m for me 
So I'm going to have to get up at like, I'm probably going to get up at 5 a.m., take a shower, get shit ready. Because I don't know who's streaming. I think Scotty's streaming first. So I think he said like he wanted to do like six-hour shifts. But I think it's going to be like, hey, I need to break off for a minute and someone else is going to take over the stream. So Okay. Has there... Never mind. I'll ask you afterwards. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, after this podcast, I'll be testing. I'm going to be testing shit. It's a lot of multiplayer stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of the shit we've been testing, single-player works, but then when we go into multiplayer, the screen just won't come up for multiplayer. But Sneak Peek, Pen Pen, Tri-Isalon works with four players. So... (laughs) But no, we need Thursday to bring night, back Pen Pen. Thursday night we we played. What did we play? We played a little bit of. We tried Revolt, but we found out that Revolt Revolt's a really fucking fun game. I never heard of it. It's got a really good soundtrack. It's a racing game where your RV cars or RC cars, not RV cars. It's just a good racer. Like it feels fun. It's uh the the controls are a little like if you can understand them, then the game gets better. I've heard Kusanagi said that there was a, I think, a pseudo-sequel on the PlayStation 1 that was a lot better. And I don't uh, think I've ever heard of that. We did that. What else did we play? We played something else. We were just kind of, like, testing stuff and playing stuff. Uh, but then I played through... I went through the first thing of Ill Bleed, and we got through it in 50... Well, it was, like, 52 minutes. But we know for a fact that works. So I can either use... I'll either be using the ROM or I'll use my actual Dreamcast for that. Because my goal is to get through that first mission in under an hour. Because that's what I'll be streaming it for. Other than that, just working and that. That's about it. That's all I got going on. I got got a lot of plans. Oh, I checked the... I got downloaded the uh, Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King ISOs. And those games still hold up. I I didn't stream them, but I played a little bit of them. And they're still not bad. Like, they're still pretty good. Are you planning on doing a stream soon or I mean after the marathon? After the marathon, maybe, because I want to do that. I want to do those. I want to stream more Tony Hawk. I still want to stream more Fall Guys. Uh, we got 29 days until season two or until season one's over. So I got to get to level 40. And I've been wanting to play uh, the Donkey Kong games. I've been wanting to do a marathon of Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, 3, and then Donkey Kong, Retur- Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze. Because I didn't play all of the those latter two. Mm-hmm. I play I play the first three. I one is great, two is perfection, and then three I'm just like, eh, it's fine. It's not the it's it's the bottom of the tier for me. Tropical but, Freeze is a really good game. I think you'd Tropical really Freeze enjoy is that good. One. Well, the first thing in three they took out Rambi. They took Rambi out Aww. and replaced it with some stupid elephant. <laughs> so. Fuck it. Rambi for life. And then they brought Rambi back in Donkey Kong Country Returns. And I was like, yo, this game's great because Rambi's in it. So, <laughs> but I think other than that, I got this fucking 64 inch growler or, or 64 ounce growler. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It was $33 and it's the best fucking thing I ever bought. I drink yeah. two of these a day and I'm Make great. sure you don't fucking, uh... What do you call it? Leave water in there and forget about it. Cause I had a growler and fucking I left that shit in the back of my car for six months and I couldn't get the mold out of the fucking bottom of the, the can. These come with lifetime warranties that you have to register the product with. <laughs> yep. Didn't do that. Could have gotten another I one. 
I did, and that bitch is man. I'll just walk in like that. My, I think my my parents showed up yesterday, and they were like, "What the fuck is that?" And oh, I God. fucked them. I was like, "I was like, it's Kool Aid." And they're like, "No, it's not." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was t- <laughs> making fun. Yeah, because that's the I showed you that clip, right? The the two bears, one cave, where yeah. Tom finds out that Bert drinks a gallon of Kool Aid a day. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> and he, the, he, dude, Bert is a fucking idiot. He's just like, yeah, but it's low calorie. It's like five calories a serving. So they look it up, and they're like, and Tom's like, uh, he's like, no, look at the vitamin C. He's like, sh- go back up to sugar. Twenty five grams per serving, and eight ounces is a serving. <laughs> that guy's gonna have diabetes, man. All right, I have less poop in me, and I have more candy in me, so I'm ready to go. So. Okay, so we got we got a bit of news this time. Like usually yeah, we only get like three or four events. This time we have a whopping five. It was a good thing can... because our week sucked. So yeah, like it was poor. Whatever. I just I just talked about a knife. So <laughs> <laughs> so as everyone knows, I am a massive Guilty Gear fan, and as such, I report everything that's going on with Strive, good and bad. Fingers crossed with what's going on. Uh, we got the third volume of the developer's backyard. This is when you little shit kids get to uh, mail in your letters to the developers, and then they look at you like you're fucking stupid because you're asking some dumbass fucking questions. So okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, question. The first question going on is, uh, what is your goal with Guilty Gear Strive? Is it to create a complex fighting game or a simpler one? Here, here's here's the first thing. Like last week or last month, I don't remember what it was for the fighting game developers conference in Japan. Ish, uh, Ishiwatari-san said we are looking to simplify the controls, but still have a deep play style for Guilty Gear. So he doesn't want anything complex like what you would used to see in SNK games. Like I don't know if you've ever played. Geese Howard back in the day, or even now. Like, I'm pretty sure he still has the fucking pretzel command for Raising Blast, or I don't remember the actual name. But it's like, you have to, like, jiggle the fucking stick and then hit two buttons and hope that you fucking get it. He's like, we're trying to eliminate all of the crazy shit that we had with, like, motion inputs. You know, the basis of fighting games. Yeah, which... I think like a week or two ago, there was this huge debate within, not even within the FGC. It was like actual FGC and then people who are like casual FGC or like moving in. And they were talking about like, what is the purpose or significance of having motion inputs in games? Because there was a, a video that had come out asking the question or, or stating that 20 years from now, motion inputs are going to be a thing of the past. And he's using games like, like unironically, Dive Kick, fucking Rising, uh, not Rising Force, I forget the name of the other game, but uh, also, shit, it was like Fantasy Strike, I think. I think the game is Fantasy Strike, where all of the inputs are mapped to, I think, two or three buttons. Like, you have one button for your normals, and then you have two buttons for your specials. And then you can like hit either neutral forward or neutral special or forward special. And they'll all do like different things. Life bar doesn't have any is no more than seven units. And you're either going to do one, two or three units of damage. 
Uh, and it was just like, this is the future of fighting games. These motion inputs are going to be a thing of the past. And everyone's just like, what the fuck what? are you talking about? <laughs> Why? Like, what are you saying? And like, and anyway, like the big topic was complexity in fighting games could be the thing that's holding it back from really reaching the mainstream. Like we look at Tekken 7, we look at Street Fighter, and we can say, okay, these are the poster boys for fighting games as a whole. But what about the like the more niche games? Like Guilty Gear is like kind of in the middle between that. Like it's not as niche as like Blaze Blue, but it's definitely not on the same level as Guilty Gear. People in the FGC know what Guilty Gear is, and maybe some of them even have dabbled and played it, but if you're looking on the outside in, you're going to be like, what the fuck's a Guilty Gear? So that's really where Arc System Works and Ishiwatari and Katana-san are really trying to look into. So with this first question, are you trying to create a complex fighting game or a more simpler one? Katano answers like, first, I'd like to establish that we believe that simple and easy are separate concepts. With that in mind, they want to go over to the, the developmental concepts of GTST again. They're saying like new players would not be able to understand what's going on in a match if they watch high level play. So they wouldn't feel very interested or motivated to improve. This is true because if you've watched high level Guilty Gear, there's some crazy ass shit that's going on. Point blank. Yes, you are right. Especially since the game hasn't evolved since I want to say Guilty Gear X. A lot of the same concepts keep on like getting carried over and carried over and carried right. over. They just keep on building on the same formula that they generated. There's not anything necessarily new. It's like the big differences between Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5. Like V-triggers and fucking supers and your the way that EX works and shit like that. Like They actually tried rebuilding the game from the ground up. They failed, but they tried rebuilding the game from the ground up. <laughs> so that's that's where they're coming from. So they're looking at keeping Guilty Gear and trying to maintain the spirit of Guilty Gear while also trying to make it more accessible to other people. And that that means, like, which I didn't even think that there was any motion inputs like this, and this, this is just motion inputs as an example, like pretzel movements or delta movements within the game. So I didn't really see that being an issue, but, you know, that's just one aspect. Like, understanding what risk is. I remember one of our first conversations about Guilty Gear, you were like, what the fuck is risk? When I was explaining yeah. what risk is, dead angles, shit like that. Like no, no beginner is going to know or understand that. And in order for them to learn that, they would have to go into mission mode. When really, when you pick up a fighting game, you're like, where's training mode? Where's multiplayer? Where's arcade? Yeah. That's yeah. all I Those are the about. main things. Those are the main things. So I think they're like looking at it more in that direction. Let's see. However, advanced techniques will be accordingly difficult to perform. After all, if everyone chooses the same actions and combos and set play in particular, they all end up with one correct plan and it would make it would take away from Guilty Gear's unique appeal. I believe that the solution to getting new players to enjoy matches is not to make the game easier itself, but rather create a ranking system that makes it easy for them to play with other people who are around the same skill level. If players can fight each other on the same level, there is no need to try and make new players play the same way as advanced players, nor try to make game mechanics that obscure the gap of their skill levels. So this is just like a problem with fighting games as a whole. And especially when you're talking about niche games like this game, this problem doesn't really exist too much with Street Fighter and probably doesn't exist with Tekken because there's just so many people that play those games. 
But when you start, let's let's look at Blaze Blue for example. Who is playing Blaze Blue? The anime oh, fans. <laughs> well, anime fans, but specifically Blaze Blue, only the people who have been playing that game for the last twelve years. Yeah, That's I it. Have I have no interest to pick that game up, <laughs> and, and rightly so. Completely understandable. So, how do you tell a new player to go get into Blaze Blue? It's really hard because the thing is, is hey, you want to, you have to first find Discord servers because nobody's playing ranked, nobody's playing casual, nobody is in the lobbies. Like even with Guilty Gear Xard, I have to wait for Saturday night at fucking eleven o'clock, goddamn twelve o'clock in the morning, just to get people from the Tokyo server to show up, and maybe <laughs> they'll play with me, maybe. No one wants to play with you, Chris. Nobody wants to play with me because there's a fucking ocean between us, and the connection is bad. You get fucking eight frames. Who the fuck wants to play in eight frames? Well, you there's a country and an ocean between you guys. It's not like even like you're on the West Coast. Yeah, no, it's 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 garbage, and that's the problem. So when you look at games that have like this legacy issue. You have all the people that's been playing the same game for the last 10, 12, 15 years that are the only people that are getting on there and playing. New people go in there and they just get smoked. Absolutely fucking smoked. You try going into ranked, like right now, I created a Smurf account for Guilty Gear on PS4. There is a strong dichotomy between who's playing in ranked. People who are rank 1 and people who are rank 25. There is no middle ground. There is absolutely no middle ground. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to implement a way so that you will always get paired up with people at your skill level. But what is important is that there is going to be people at your skill level at all times. Because if people stop playing the game, then what's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the second step or the second issue that Arxis has to fucking figure out. Question two, will the story of Guilty Gear Strive be a continuation of the previous game, or will it be a new story? I thought that it was going to be a reboot of the series. It is not. It, it picks up right after Exard. Well, that makes sense with some of the Leo. characters that are... yeah. Well, Leo, Leo and... Ramathel. Yeah. So that was a surprise. I wasn't expecting that. Question three, I've noticed that there are a few subtle, almost hidden mechanics and techniques such as changing direction when Roman canceling in an air dash or by using faultless defense after an air dash to fall faster. Do you have a more similar, advanced, or unique techniques? And are there more concepts that players seem to have missed during the beta? Katano says, yes, as of the closed beta, we included many more techniques that, than those that we have explained. We wanted to collect data about what players would find and how they would use it in the limited amount of time that they have with the game. When we release information from our official channels, it will have an impact on how people play the game. We wanted everyone to play the game, particularly in regard to the new mechanic in the neutral state. In the end, we wanted to leave room for players to discover the game's mechanics and secrets, and it exceeded our expectations. Although we are still working on the game, there are going to be many major changes compared to the closed beta test. We will have more information later. So there's like stupid little things. Like they showed off one or two things where if you do a Roman cancel, you're able to move a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, a little bit up, Mm -hmm. depending on whether or not like you caught somebody in that Roman cancel. Because Roman cancel almost has a burst effect. So 
you know how when you get close to somebody or somebody's like pounding on you mm-hmm. and you burst them and they get caught in the burst and they'll get thrown off? Yeah. Roman cancel has something similar to that where if you get caught in that person's Roman cancel, you like slow them down, but you could also like move them closer. So maybe that would change what kind of combos you decide to do depending on the distance between the two of you. Little little details like that. Question four, why aren't you guys addressing the rollback netcode in these blogs? They already said that there's going to be rollback and they're working on it. I don't know why you would ask that question again, but they just throw it in there so that fucking Sajam and his fucking rollback boys would be appeased by it. was like, they said rollback. There's rollback. Okay, cool. You want rollback too, though, don't you? I do. But like the (laughs) first time he says, hey, there's rollback. I'm like, cool. I don't need it to be in every single developer's blog unless there's like a major update. (laughs) Unless you're doing it, unless or, or on the inverse, unless they turn around and go with Harada's version of rollback netcode, yeah. where Harada says, "Oh, there's three frames of lag in rollback netcode." That's delay, sir. That's fu- that's that's <laughs> rollback is supposed to be able to roll back the frames at any given time fle- freely. You just said three frames. That's delay. But I Don't mean, you talk to Harada like that. Yeah, he'll just block me, but whatever. He'll bring up your past bosses and show pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> Question five. Are you considering introducing a ranking system in the new Guilty Gear? Would the ranking system in Exard immediate intermediate level players would be randomly matched with high level players and end up ranking down? On the other hand, however, being able to choose your opponent could also create a disparity between an ability between players of the same rank. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on these ranking systems as well as what you plan on doing from here on out. This is actually a, a good question. This is this is a pretty decent question because that is 100% true. What ends up happening is that with the way that the ranking system goes on in Guilty Gear, it doesn't automatically pair you up with the person that's the closest to you. It gives you the option to choose who you want to fight. So me, if I go into ranking i say equal to or greater or if i allow lower ranking people to play against me that'll allow me to farm wins and even though there's a large disparity like me as i'm a rank 25 soul but if i go up against like a rank 6 eddie and i fucking smoke him i don't get as many points but i can still rank up on that and because that eddie person lost even though I was ranked 26. He fucking ranks down, which is bullshit because they're not they're not learning anything and they're getting penalized for losing. Right, right. So there's there's not like room for growth. The significance of losing to a top level player is that much greater when you're playing in ranked. So from what they're saying, they plan to announce details of their system using a different channel. But we can tell you that the rank system will be completely different from prior games. Before we made systems for the games in arcades and then used those ideas as a base for making the console versions. However, since we are developing the game with online matches in mind, from the start, the baseline is already quite different. Let me share some reflections we have regarding the previous game's matching systems. Bullet 1, we noticed that players would avoid modes that impacted their rank because they didn't like losing points. Bullet 2, having multiple online modes split the player base, making it difficult for beginners in particular to match with people around their skill level. We see these two issues as major problems, and our goal is to avoid them with this game. 
Also, I'd like to address this now as it relates to online modes. We are implementing more online features in this game for those who want to take their matches seriously. So the only thing that I can think of, and it goes back to the online beta, is that they had you get dropped into these multiplayer rooms. And once you won a certain number of games, they would take you and put you into a new room. And it should be in theory that everybody in that room is around the same level as you. They didn't tell you. Right. Or rather, they did tell you, but it wasn't like you had a choice to go farm off of some fucking low levels. Like, you, this is your skill level. These are your people. These are everyone that you're going to play against. And there was like some sort of background scoring system to determine how many points or how many experience points you got for you to go on to your next level. Okay. So I'd be curious to see how they do it because one, their their lobby system was already shit to begin with. Yeah, but, I remember that being pretty fucking bad. Yeah, it was it was really bad. So that's that's gonna be like one thing that I'm I'm curious to see. I think that they should just get away, like move away from the ranking system in general, at least being shown to you. Like, just have some algorithm working in the background that pairs you up against people your skill level, and that just be the new normal. I also don't necessarily think that it's, uh, like, that bad to follow the, the Street Fighter guys, where in Street Fighter V, it is a, it is a hard-ranking system where each individual is ranked from one to how many people are playing. So you're always going to know that there's somebody that's a higher rank than you or a lower rank than you, rather than saying like, oh, I'm a, I'm a red belt and I'm going up against a blue belt and I can lose my belt off of that. Mm -hmm. Like there's smaller, there's smaller numbers in Guilty Gear. So maybe because it's such a small number, it has more of an impact on them rather than like, hey, you're fucking 35,002. You're going up against somebody who's ranked 56,000. Do you necessarily care if you lose that fight? No, because there's 54,000 people above you. Yeah. Who gives a shit? And I think there's the last question. Question six. How does the development team feel about the current state of instant blocking and faultless defense with the added emphasis on risk, even though it's hard to see how the UI is implemented? FD seems to have a strong place in defensive options. It both minimizes risk gain and allows forcing with punishes situations from a defender who is making good decisions and paying attention to their opponent. However, IBs or instant blockings seem to have lost a lot of its interesting aspects from prior titles and only exists because it used to. The interesting point around it is when you can turn block string punishables to take advantage on autopilot offense and create new defensive situations, but they no longer exist. It is simply meter gain. Is this enough to keep IB interesting and worth the risk, or does it need to further refining an iteration to become a more thoughtful option for the defender? And Ishiwatari puts in in there, we're also continually debating defensive options and game mechanics. Uh, to address the instant block specifically in the closed beta test, we simply decrease the reward gained from successfully IBing in order to avoid IB becoming a prerequisite for matches in strategy. However, this removed any incentive to try IBing uh, while also failing to improve the mechanics simply because the input required remained unchanged. So look forward to what they're coming out with. Oh, all in all, I like that they're being transparent. This one is, there wasn't a whole lot of like bombs dropped. 
in this developer's blog. But I mean, like, it's good that they're keeping the the open channels. And right. I would like to see other developers do the same thing, especially with like a game where all eyes are on Strive. For some fucking reason now, everyone is paying attention to Strive. So, I don't know. We'll see. Were they not before? Well, they weren't really... Like, Guilty Gear has always been, like, the game that people play in the corner. Like, when you show up to a fighting game, like, Guilty Gear has no, never... No, that, that's Smash. No, 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 no. That's, that's in, like, another another room. Like, what I'm saying is, like, it never it's really... funk room. Exactly. It never really headlined anything. And I know that that's not necessarily true because Guilty Gear has, like, their anime-specific events. Mm. But, like, if Street Fighter and Tekken... And at this point, even DBFZ are being shown off in a tournament. Like, they're going to be the headlining acts. And Guilty Gear has always been a a subset of that. It's always been like, oh, this is the sideshow. You can watch these, like, six people play a game that you either don't know or don't care to know. Because, like, there's so much crazy shit that goes on in a match that people are just like, this is too fast for me. I can't do that. But they'll go off and play fucking Tekken, which is a more complicated game. Or they'll go watch Marvel. Or they'll go watch so. <laughs> Marvel, which is which is like on the same level, to to be honest. It's the same fucking shit. So for speed, yeah. But no, so. that's I mean, it's good to hear. I'm gonna have to wait until October. Because October is also <laughs> when they're gonna be having a, another character drop. Ah, okay. You think it's gonna be a new character or a returning character? So I think that they are going to have 12 core characters and four new ones. And the only new character that they've revealed is Nagori Yuki. Yeah. So I think that the next the next few characters should be new characters because if you have you know all of the returning cast showing up, I don't see the point. Just me personally, I don't see the point. Just make Xard XR4. You're not going to get Johnny. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get Johnny yet. Johnny's a really popular character, especially out in the West. Um, I mean, he's, I mean, he's S tier. Like, he's number one in Xrd. Yeah. I, I, I want to say no bad matchups. He's got no bad matchups. He's, he's literally like, he's got things that are plus on block. His misfiner mechanic is fucking broken as shit. It converts into everything. Fucking glitter is gold. Just, just just keep on th- fucking throwing them coins and your misfiner is going to fucking kill. It's stupid. Like I hate fighting Johnny. And like I do okay against certain Johnnies. Like but the scrub Johnnies. <laughs> I guess you could say the scrub Johnnies. Like I've been in a few intermediate tournaments and like I do okay. But there are just some fucking Johnnies that are absolutely fucking stupid. Like you don't you don't get a chance to breathe. Almost as bad as like some Bikens, because I don't want to say that Biken has some of the same mechanics because it's completely different. But like when you just have somebody that literally counters everything that you do and then converts it into damage, like there's nothing that you can do. It is the most like mentally degrading thing that you can go through. Just quit fucking playing that game. <laughs> yeah. I just need to walk away for a bit. Yep. All right, I guess we'll give you some time to calm down and uh, breathe. <laughs> so the next story is I, I will not take as long to talk about this story. 
what about that backwards compatibility with the uh, the PS5 there? Mm, I I, uh, I I called it. I said it. I said it. There was Ubisoft. Go ahead. There was nothing that said nowhere anywhere. Nothing said that the PS5 was going to go to PS3, two, and one. Nothing. But go on. Ubisoft dropped the proverbial bomb on players when they revealed the PS5 will not offer backwards compatibility with older PlayStation consoles. A post on Ubisoft's support state or support site stated PS5 backwards compatibility would be available for supported PlayStation 4 titles, but would not be possible for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation 1 games. Sony is yet to discuss whether it might offer some form of backwards compatibility for legacy PlayStation consoles, so Ubisoft's statement raised eyebrows. To some players, PlayStation 5's support for backwards compatibility is still a little unclear. Sony has previously said it hopes to support, quote, the overwhelming majority of the 4,000-plus PS4 titles, end quote, on PS5, though has avoided saying how many of these will be available at launch. Back in March of 2020, PS5 uh, lead architect Mark Cerny said almost all of the top uh, 100 PS4 games ranked by Playtime would be available when the console arrives. So I, am I am I upset about it? No, because I'm the guy that I'm like, put shit in a new generation console to make that generation the best it can be. If you're go if you want to do backwards compatibility, which none of what we just talked about is insinuating that what I'm about to say is true, but if you're trying to make focus on a your next gen to be backwards compatibility and the current generation suffers from it, that's a no no. But where did we hear the rumor that it was going to be backwards compatible? Is that every generation that they bring that shit up? So everyone talks about backwards compatibility. Like everyone talks about backwards compatibility, anytime like the when the PlayStation Four was announced and they were building hype for it, there was a lot of people that were bummed out that it wasn't going to play PS3 games. Like ever since the PlayStation Three, when that when those first models came out and it was able to run PS2 and PS1 games, people were like, "This should be the standard. This should be the standard of where we move forward." And then, like, not even a year later. Sony is just like, yeah, that PS2 shit, cut it out. We don't want it. It's too expensive. We can't do it. Because uh, they tried putting an entire fucking PS2 in there. Like, the guts <laughs> of the PS2 is in the PS3. That's why it runs that shit. So, I think... Well, it's heavy as shit. <laughs> yeah, it's things a big bitch. But I, I honestly think that where this is really coming from, because everyone talks about backwards compatibility... Where this is really coming from is the fact that Microsoft said that they're trying to go back to OG Xbox, which I don't personally think they're gonna they're gonna get. Like I could see them going back to 360. I definitely see them doing Xbox One. But OG Xbox, I mean, there's not anything that says that they're not doing that, but I don't think it's a hundred percent clear that they were going to offer OG Xbox support. But it's still on the table, so to say. This is a hard no for... From not Sony. From not Sony, but yeah. a developer who is making games for the PlayStation 5. Why would Ubisoft bring this up in the first place? Probably because people who have PS3 Assassin's Creed games want to see if they can play it on the PS5. And so Ubisoft comes out and says, hey, this is not an option for you. 
That's the only reason why I can see them, you know, coming out with that information. Because that's a really weird thing to hear from not Sony. Like, not if Sony I was, is but the one. If I'm Sony, I'm pissed off in this situation. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fucking livid. And they were saying something earlier, like, Ubisoft went to go take this shit down. You could still see this fucking post up there. It's there. Mm-hmm. I understand that people would be upset. And it sucks. Like, you have the ease of, or you have the liberty to go, I don't need all these fucking consoles on my fucking entertainment system. I can now put away the PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and 4, and I just have my ultimate little PS5, my little PS5 bullshit, and it plays everything that I want it to. That dream is out the window. Even with the PS4, like, it's going to be something similar to that of the 360, where the 360 is like, oh, yeah, it's backwards compatible, but it's only a handful of games. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a list. We had a printout mm -hmm. list at the video game store that I worked at that it was a list of all the Xbox games, and then it would be, like, asterisks or highlighted that would work because we had so many people that would come in and be like, will this game work on the 360? I'm like, hold on. We got to look it up. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what this list is of the top 100 games ranked by playtime because, like, all I could think of is, like, it's going to be your Call of Duties. It's going to be your fucking sports titles. Like I I don't the ones that make the money. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. Like Destiny, but those games are already like guaranteed to have like PS5 support. So would that count for the backwards compatibility list on the PS4? So we have our ending article that we're going to talk about is a pretty big one, but that article is the reason I won't be getting a next gen. Like my next gen is article number five on the docket. Like I don't give a shit about next gen consoles right now because Nvidia just slapped their dick on the table and said, what's up? Yeah. So that, that changed. We'll get there on a lot of things. I'm not going to, we're leaving that one at the end because it's very uplifting because we have a couple articles before it that are bullshit. So, uh, the, I'll take the next one because okay. I want you to talk about the other. You're more into the fighting game stuff, so that's fine. But yeah, uh, just with the back, just buy your systems, buy systems and keep them. Just keep them. That's what I'm saying. Just keep them. I just I play Anarchy raids on my PlayStation Three. All right, <laughs> like and the servers are still up as God intended. As God intended. <laughs> Uh, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right. All right. So the next article that we have uh, is <laughs> I was just laughing looking at these pictures. Uh, apparently, the producer of Madden 21 is fine with a rating of two. So uh, with the release of Madden 21 comes one of the most magical times of the year. Which is the Madden glitch season. Oh, yeah. So, this incredible yearly tradition takes us from the realm of intense NFL simulation and imagines a world where John Boyce had full control over the physics engine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One of the more common glitches 
being shared is when players attempt to block or intercept a pass to the wide receiver, and instead of catching the ball, they end up carrying the ball on their head. Of course, since there is no catch, any potential touchdowns do not count. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm cracking up because of this. Uh, Madden 21 is plagued by wild glitches that adversely affect ball physics in a game that revolves around tossing a fucking football. Fans were also upset by the quality level of the player models as they look like they show homage to PS2 era graphics. All of these issues prompted fans to take to Metacritic and Google to vent their issues in the form of review bombs, uh, something that's been very trendful and popular in the last few years, giving the game a score of 2 out of 5 on, the, on Google around August 29th. But you know who doesn't give a shit? That is Madden 21's producer, Clint Oldenburg, who took the opportunity on Twitter and commented that a two is better than one. Not in this situation, sir. Two is better than one in, like, money and threesomes, but <laughs> not in this situation. <laughs> uh, this level of tone deafness had a ripple effect of, across the fan base, calling for Oldenburg's removal from the Madden team and for EA to lose the rights to the Madden franchise, which will never fucking happen. While you could extend some level of sympathy to the players, Madden is a yearly release for EA, which uh, each with each entry being a color by the numbers copy pasta of the previous game. At this point, if, if the player base won't learn, then the blame ultimately falls on them. Madden 21's user reviews currently sits at a 1.3 on Google and a 0.2 on Metacritic. I think it dethroned uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged. As, oh, it did. As the worst <laughs> reviewed game on Metacritic. It it did. That shit is uh, wild. Looking, looking back at this tweet, uh, so this first one is the actual picture of the player. I don't know the player's name. Mm -hmm. uh, but the next one is a... doesn't even fucking look like him at no. all. So, <laughs> same with the next one. The next one's a white guy. Pretty white. Pretty <laughs> Caucasian looking, right? We can agree on that. Yeah. What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh no, man! Audio no, no. listeners, I apologize, like, but you need to look this shit up. It so. feels like that they took the character models from the prototype of Grand Theft Auto Four <laughs> and then stuck yes. them in Madden Twenty One. <laughs> That's what that looks yeah. like to me. But it's the NPC models. It's not even the main character mm -hmm. models. <laughs> no, it looks like crap. It looks real bad. Yeah, what was it? Uh, he responded to somebody's tweet. How can we play the yard against friends? Really want to mo so whatever. And then someone put a 2.0, and he goes, well, two is better than one. So, Jesus Christ, man. That is ridiculous. Uh, but this is another one of those situations, like, why are you buying Madden 20? Why are you buying Madden 21 if you have Madden 20? Like, what's the major difference that you're buying it? Like, that's the biggest problem that I always see with these yearly release games with sports games. It's just like you don't – it was the same with Tony Hawk for a while, and Tony Hawk wasn't a yearly release. It's just like, okay, what can we do in this game to make people come back? Well, with this one, it's just like we updated the rosters, and that's it. So, <laughs> you know, there are – I never understood the sports games. I never got into them. There are certain games where I can just look at it and say, this should be – an example of a game that should go as a service. You have one mm -hmm. base platform with a solid foundation, and then you just build upon it. Cause it's just, all you're doing is updating a roster. 
And you can add all of those features to the base game from there. And like, I don't know what's new in Madden 21. I don't know what's new in Madden. The last Madden game that I played was Madden 16. And all I care about is playing my shit fucking giants and firing Eli Manning and going to the Super Bowl. That's all I care I'm, about. I'm sorry. I'm watching the clip of three fucking players yeah. running. They're running <laughs> a train head. with the ball to the end zone. And there's nothing that they can do. It's incomplete. Oh my god! I did not. I did not see these when I was reading. When I was reading the articles, they're fucking dumb. Holy dude. shit! They're fucking stupid. And Twitter has hundreds of them. Fucking I just never hundreds. understood the appeal. Like, if I wanted to, I get watching sports. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I didn't understand it for a while. I didn't understand football because I watched hockey growing up. But I never understood. Didn't understand. I I've learned to respect those sports and I understand them. But I've never understood playing the real life football and sports games. I've liked playing the goofy ones, like you know, you know, funny, like you know, mutant league football or something stupid like that. NFL where it has the bases. Yeah, yeah. Oh, blitz games are great. Or NFL Street, like those games, Mm -hmm. like that. But I've never understood. It's just it's uh, it, it. they're football simulators is what it basically is. Like, they're just simulators. That's it. Some people want to ima- – like, there are people who aspire or dream of being in the NFL that are never going to have guess. that experience. And these Well, games, not even that. There's some people that dream of their teams actually winning, and they never do. But oh, on that's the game, me. they do. That's me. The Giants. <laughs> that's me. The Giants. The Giants. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there, there are people who, like, have that fantasy. And they want to live it out. And so they probably live it out by playing these fucking sports games. And the idea of having uh, a season to play through, like, gets their jimmies off. You know what I mean? And then they just build and build and build on that. But when it comes to when you're trying to add, like, story elements or, like, really intricate, like, campaign elements Mm -hmm. in a simulator – that you release every fucking year there there's going to be some parts missing upon arrival that i hope that they ship to they eventually fix like they have to but i mean like you hear every single year that there's at least two sports games that come up dead on arrival that are just all sorts fucked up but you can't go to last year's you can't play last year's game because that's not going to have the updated roster. And they do fuck shit to keep you from playing with all the new... That's the thing. Like, we, we, we're we saying, and H, I see H2 in the chat, too, kind of agreeing with us. What You're just like, oh, spend... I mean, he says $5. I would even say every year, have the same base game, and then every year, $20 for a roster update. Yeah. But and there, people are saying they'd make a killing. Well, they're already making a killing because people are still spending the sixty fucking dollars for these glitchy ass fucking games. So they're not going to change it. So like the articles, like we were saying earlier, it ultimately falls on the player base. If the players stop buying these shit games, then EA will be forced to be like, hey, we got to do something. But I mean, I can't blame EA here. It's like, hey, we sold hypothetically, we sold a million copies last year. And we sold 950,000 copies this year. And all we did was an update to the roster. Like, yeah, the amount of man hours that go into this compared to what is brought back, 
must be insane. So, ah, fuck them. If you if you like these games, I mean, it's not just with men; it's with the WWE games. We talked about it. WWE one of the one WWE two thousand two K twenty whatever it was this year, and then the NBA game 2K, that had the two K twenty or two K nineteen. Then then the NBA game that literally had microtransactions in it and had a slot machine in it. Oh yeah yeah yeah, I think that was two K nineteen. You know what we never talk about that do fine the fucking hockey games. <laughs> The hockey games and FIFA. Well, you just jinxed no, it. No, we talk, we talk about we talk about FIFA too because of the microtransactions. Yeah, I mean you just jinxed it though. Now, now it's next not week gonna be good. we're gonna have an article next week where it's gonna be this huge scandal where everyone's been paying money into the game. <laughs> anyway, all right, you get to take the next depressing news. Oh, thank you. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> so I don't remember if we talked about it last week or the week before. Uh, did we discuss the Mike Z situation? We talked about how he wouldn't step down, even though he was asked to by the board, and go. people were leaving because of it. Okay, so there is now a follow-up to that. Uh, Mike Z has dissolved what is left of Lab Zero Games by laying off the remaining employees. Lab Zero Games controversial owner Mike Z laid off the entire studio staff last week following a series of high-profile departures, leading several full-time employees and contract workers scrambling for support. News of these mass layoffs became public yesterday thanks to a former Lab Zero artist, Jonathan Persona Kim, who helped promote fellow artist Mario Cartwright's sketchbook sale to fundraise for the fire, de fire developers. Kim explains on Twitter, for your information, Mario has to do this because last week Mike laid off everyone who didn't quit Lab Zero but hasn't agreed to a form of severance yet. Lab Zero Games, known for the hit fighting game Skullgirls and the combo-heavy role-playing game Indivisible, was at one point meant to transition from being wholly owned by Mike Zayamont to sharing equity with its employees. But after allegations of inappropriate sexual comments went public, a board comprised of studio staff asked Zayamont to step down. When a deal couldn't be reached, however, Zayamont dissolved the board and assumed complete control of Lab Zero, prompting several core members of the team to publicly resign. According to former employees who asked to remain anonymous, this left Lab Zero with 11 employees, Zymont included, but with the general feeling that the company was done. While several talented developers were left, losing style-defining style artists like Kim, Cartwright, and Brian June left a hole too big to fill, especially as the studio's reputation continued to sink. Work on a new project stalled, and many of the remaining employees felt that it was only a matter of time between either Zymont or their publisher pulling the plug. In an email to Kotaku, Zymont states the following, unquote, Unfortunately, Lab Zero was forced to lay off because we were no longer able to meet our payroll obligations. It is not a decision that I made lightly. I know personally how hard it can be to find employment in a weak economy, but we have more debt than cash, and the last thing I would ever do was not to pay my hardworking, my hardworking colleagues and our partners for their work. We're exploring all funding options in hopes of bringing those team members back, but right now that is the reality, end quote. It is still unclear what kind of severance agreement, if any, Lab Zero included in the employee contract. In the August 25th email that announced the layoffs, Zymont told his former employees to be on the lookout for additional severance emails of some sort and also promised to maintain health insurance throughout the month of September. This is all some bullshit. This could have all been taken care of if Zymot stepped down. Yep. 
Zymon or I want uh, Mike Z just cannot handle the fact that he would lose what he worked on so hard because of his own fuck ups. Like all of these people would be paid, all these people would have all their set. I mean, not severances, but they'd have their benefits and all that stuff. This is a guy that can't deal with his own ego. Yes, this is one hundred percent a pride issue. Like you were so set on trying to exploit, because the the issue was that the reason why he wouldn't step down is because he was asking for an exuberant severance package. Like that he knew they wouldn't be able to give him. And so he turned around and was just like, okay, well, you know what? I own the company. It's now mine. You guys are all fucked. And like, I don't know what it was. Like you're trying to call their bluff. Like they weren't going to walk away. Like you're a small, you're a small time developer. How much money do you think they were really going to fucking pay you for your fuck up? Yeah. You're a fuck up. Your sexual misconduct. So I, I don't know. Like, I hope that all the, like, the, everyone from Lab Zero, except for Mike Z, I don't, he could burn in a dumpster fire for all I care, but all the other talented employees that were working there that got, unfortunately, underneath all of this shit, hopefully they can find better work elsewhere. Because they're super talented. Yeah. Like, Skullgirls is an amazing game. Individuals of, Indivisible is a very good game. It's just unfortunate that it was this entire company is ran by a fucking jerk off. I don't know. The, the suffering that these people are going through is on the hands of fucking Mike Z. And, and it also falls on his shoulders too. Cause he's tossing these people out during a pandemic, during an economic crisis, all that shit. But that's he, the no, thing. No, like, he knows, he knows that he's doing that by not stepping down. At, but the thing is, it's like, that's the snowball effect. So like mm-hmm. hindsight's twenty twenty. Had he stepped down, none of these none of this shit would have happened. But because he didn't step down, now he has to make that decision to go like, oh shit, I can't pay payroll. Otherwise, yeah. we're like he could try declaring bankruptcy. But the thing is that he owns the company. So mm-hmm. the fault is going to fall on him. It's not gonna fall on the contractors, it's not gonna fall on the artists and, and the then developers that would hurt and his pride. Like and it's it's one it's one fuck up after another. And now, like, I understand that, you know, with the sexual misconduct and the comments that were made during the detournament, the racist comments, like, that's a really, really bad look. But you could have tried to salvage your career, maybe not necessarily within the video game space, but doing something else to put food on the table. Now, you could have salvaged Lab Zero. Now, like, you have a fucking company sunk because of your fucking actions. Where are you going to go? You're done. You because are Because of your actions finished. and your lack of actions. So, I I don't know. I, I hope that everyone at Lab Zero can fucking pick themselves up. If I had up. a development company, I'd hire them. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how video games work. So <laughs> Unfortunately. So. All right, so that's the bad news. Let's get that shit out of the way because now we get to see this amazing shit that I almost didn't even catch. Like, I knew that NVIDIA was doing a live stream, but I didn't watch it. I was on my way back from class, mm-hmm. and I'm in the car watching it, and I'm just seeing all the shit. And a lot of it is tech mumbo-jumbo. 
like a lot of people won't understand it. There was some stuff I didn't understand in this stuff. But when they showed the price points for these graphic cards, I went, holy fucking shit. Now, when we say that they're affordable, they're affordable for that the position of life we are in right now. Ten years ago, these probably would not have been affordable Hell no. for us. Compare there that, are some people right now that they're not affordable. Compare that to the 1080 when it was released. Compa- compare it to the 1080, which I paid... I didn't even buy it when it was launched. I waited a little bit. I spent $700 on my 1080. And it's currently what my rig has right now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, before we get farther into that, uh, NVIDIA announced their GeForce RTX 30 series. Let's see. NVIDIA rocked the gaming world. I forgot that we had an article to actually read it. NVIDIA rocked the gaming world this week with the formal reveal of the RTX 30 series GPUs. Based on NVIDIA's new Empire architecture, the RTX 3080 is designed to succeed the RTX 2080 and 2080 Ti cards with improved performance and ray tracing support. NVIDIA is promising us two times the performance of the RTX 2080 and faster than even NVIDIA's RTX 2080 Ti. The card will ship with 10 gigabytes of GDDR6X memory and will be priced at $699 when it ships on September 17th. NVIDIA is using 8,704 CUDA cores on the RTX 3080 combined with the 1.71 gigahertz boost clock. On the heart, I'm sorry, at the heart of the new GPU is an updated thermal design. NVIDIA has created a new pennant-shaped board for its RTX 3080 combined with a new cooling shroud. The new cooling solution is designed to improve airflow and overcome some of its uh, of the, the constraints of the cooling solutions that exist on the RTX 2080 today. It includes a dual fan setup that is designed to improve airflow by more than 55% with promises of a much quieter and more efficient cooling system. NVIDIA is using a 12-pin connector on its RTX 3000 cards, which is smaller than, u- which is smaller than using the two traditional 8-pin connectors. The company will include an adapter that's compatible with 8-pin cables with its Founder Edition cards. NVIDIA has picked a 12-pin connector to allow more space on the board for components and cooling. Alongside the RTX 3080, NVIDIA is also launching a cheaper RTX 3070 priced at $499 in October. This will be a more capable card than the prior RTX 2080 at a fraction of the cost. The performance bump will also put the RTX 3070 comfortably above the 1080 Ti and 1080 cards for 1440p gaming. This RTX 3070 card will also use a similar cooling solution to the RTX 3080 with NVIDIA's promises of improved thermals and quieter operation using 5,888 CUDA cores on the RTX 3080 combined with a 1.71 GHz boost clock and an 8 GB of GDDR6 memory. To top things off, NVIDIA also showed off a top-of-the-line RTX 3090 GPU. The The RTX 3090 is more akin to the Titan line of NVIDIA cards and includes a massive 24 gigabytes of GDDR6X memory. Uh, that one is price point at like $1,500. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want. I don't need that one. That one's for 8K gaming. I don't even have an 8K television or monitor. This is this is like my stupidity because October is the round the time that I get an extra check, and I can just do fuck all with it. H two O is not wrong either. Uh, they're banking on that second COVID check coming through. For yeah, 
Yeah. So like I'm I am fairly tempted. I know like hands down I'm getting the 3080. Yeah, that's that's like that's the easy. I'm trying to pre-order it, but they don't have pre-orders up right now. Well, you can sign up for it. There's like a area. I think I th- I think I did the notify me. Oh yeah, so you can do the notify me right now. But like I know I'm getting the 3080. I am trying to talk myself out of getting the 3090. There is you don't no need, there's no reason there for is you to have no the reason like. If you go for a 3090, you you're like one of those people that play like truck driving simulator and you have like yeah. all the fucking uh or big time streamers or big time streamer whatever. But like there's there's no fucking reason for that. There's no reason. Yeah. I think I am that buying the 3080. What I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to get the 3080. I'm probably going to up my CPU. And then that What's will your be CPU at It's like i7 9700. You should be fine with that. Uh, but I wanna, con- I wanna make one of my desktops like strictly for, not necessarily strictly, but mainly gaming and video editing, and video editing. You want a streaming PC? You want a streaming slash editing PC, and then a gaming PC. Vice versa. I want a editing gaming PC, and then a streaming PC. And the streaming PC is just okay, yeah, yeah, same, same, but different. Because you have a twenty eighty, don't you? So I got a 2070 in my gaming PC, and then I have That'd be fine for streaming. a 10, I think there's a 1070 or a 1080 in my other PC. So, but that PC, that, that GPU has like a bad fan, and so it knocks every now and then, so I want to yank that shit out, put the 2070 in there, it's 2070 Super, yeah. and then put the 3080 in the gaming editing PC, and then just get a new processor. Well, I skipped the uh, 20 series. I did not get a 20, 2080 or a 2070 or a 2080 Ti. So in this, I'm not buying a next-gen console. Mm-hmm. So this is my next-gen console purchase. And it's – I'm so fucking excited. Like, I'm going to buy – it's – I would normally – I don't even really need to upgrade anything else. Like, if anything – if my next upgrade besides a graphics card would be a transition to AMD. Mm-hmm. I would switch from because I'm currently at Intel and I would switch over to AMD, but uh, PC parts are fucking still stupid right now. So the biggest problem with this is not getting one and then having to get third party and they're going to be scalped to hell. Yep. Because I mean, especially if second round of COVID checks come through too, people are gonna. I could see people if they don't put a cap on how many you can buy, people are gonna buy all these up super fucking quick. Yep. So. But I mean, think about it. I'm not spending five hundred dollars on a next gen console, and I spent, I saved, I don't know, what's a twenty eighty? Twenty eighty is like six hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks, maybe. Oh no, 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 twenty eighty is more than that. Yeah, so I saved money by like skipping that generation, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm just gonna get this. I'm gonna get this thirty eighty so I can play uh, retro emulators. That's what I'm gonna get it for. But no, it's fucking beautiful. They were showing off. I think they showed off some Doom Eternal during it and all that stuff too. Oh, it was gorgeous. Just constant like gorgeous. 140 like 140 FPS and all like oh my god, it's just so fucking beautiful. And they had like showing off a lot of the extra features. So like mm-hmm. the AI support for like your automatic green screen showing up behind you. Ooh, for streaming? For streaming. Yeah, the, did you not see Ooh. 
You probably missed the first part. So, like, I was hanging out in Game Track's uh, Discord server, and we were just doing the play by play on everything. And there's mm-hmm. AI, and it looked really good uh, putting a green screen behind you. Like, you don't need a green screen anymore, it just automatically what? fills in the blank. The RTX audio. They they start talking about updates with that. There's a lot of support for movie stuff. So like if you like move around and record yourself moving around, you don't need the stupid little balls to track your movement. The RTX 3080 tracks that shit for you. And then you can take I did those see models. That, yeah. yeah. It's 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 crazy how fucking like advanced this shit is. It's fucking dope. It's hilarious that the cheaper version is not available until later. <laughs> <laughs> like even the the like, oh man, I'm just so excited. The fucking G- 3090 is a goddamn beast. If you don't have a big enough case, it's not gonna fit in your case. Yeah. That is- God, this one, it's just the ray tracing is fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, it, what did they say? I think they said in it, they said ray tracing used to be, like, the standard, but now... Or no, it used to be, like, a luxury, and it was, like, what you wanted to hit for. Now it's a fucking standard, yeah. which is crazy. That's awesome. This thing is humongous, and it is absolutely beautiful. We're going to start calling it baby arm. It's just a fucking baby's arm holding an apple is what it is. <laughs> so... <laughs> But no, that 3080, uh, I've already, I think I've done the notify me. I'll do it again just to make sure. But I want one. Uh, PayPal credit cards paid down, or not the credit card, but the PayPal credit account is low down right now. So if they let me pay with that, I won't have to pay for it all right up front. I can pay for it over six months. So I'm going to be super fucking happy with this. Hell yeah. But be aware too, it's the founder. Like it, it you're you're the guinea pig. If you're buying these right out the gate. So if you end up getting one that's bricked, don't worry. Like you could probably, you'll be able to send it back and be like, Hey, what the fuck? Or, you know, this is a problem and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. there are the risks of not waiting a few months to pick one up, well, but it's, I'm curious to see what the prices are going to be of like NZXT's uh, built builds. Now, if they're going to start incorporating the 38, the 30 series, and not the 20 series anymore. Yeah. Because just, like, their streaming PC is the cost of the 3090. Like, <laughs> their streaming PC is 1500 and the 3090 is 1500 What do so they if have they were in to there? Put a, is it, is it's it, a, I think it's like a 2080 Super or something like that. Okay. Fuck. But they're going to have a $3,000 option now. <laughs> Fuck that. No, I'm super excited for this, and I get... NVIDIA is doing some fucking good work, man. Like the RTX audio. I know some people it's not working that well for them, but it's working fine for me. And uh, and that's all that really matters is what works for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> But that's all we got on news. That's all we cool. got. Cool, cool. Uh, let's hit some questions. Cut let's do over it. to some questions. Okay, th- these are all fucking like Sega-centric like Dreamcast centric because yeah well that that's there's a reason that's the theme. Mister Haru asks, since the Sega Dreamcast birthday is near us at at this time, do you have any console launch memories? I've talked about. I know for a fact I've talked about this before. The only console me- launch memory that I it's not even a console launch memory. It was a Black Friday memory when I got my Game Boy Advance. That wasn't launch day. 
I don't I honestly don't think I've ever been at a console launch. I've never bought a console at launch. Yeah, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think back and uh I got my PS4 second hand. Uh, I got I got, I got my... that cuz I worked at Hastings, someone sold it and I got a discount. Mhm. Uh my Xbox One uh, was a my gift. My PS3 I waited. PS3, yeah. I got that as a uh a graduation present for finishing boot camp. 360 i bought that second hand i don't think i've participated in any console I've been launch at, i've been at game launches but i've not been at console launches yeah i i could say like my my epiphany to wanting a dreamcast i'm sitting in a in my friend's pool and another mutual friend that lived behind us had just gotten the sega dreamcast with the sonic adventure one and two pack and he oh, just, God. like, walks over to the gate, starts showing it off. And all my friends are just like, fuck you. You're just being a show-off and try, like, throwing water at him and, and the fucking Dreamcast. And I'm just and sitting like, there hey, what you got? by myself. I'm just like, well, that's pretty cool. I, I want one. And then fast forward to, like, the six to eight months, I'm begging my dad, get me a fucking Dreamcast. I had to go buy one myself, motherfucker. I think the Dreamcast would have been a console launch that I would have liked to, if I knew about it back then. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the Sega Dreamcast back then. I and uh, it. I didn't. I was Nintendo or nothing back then. <laughs> it took a hard. It took a long time for me to even just like start playing stuff that wasn't Nintendo related. Mm-hmm. The first thing I remember was I traded my N sixty four in to get a PS one, like the small version. Did you feel like you were committing sacrilege? Well. I got, because, I mean, back then you weren't buying a lot of games. You got a game for birthday and then maybe Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then if you had a summer job, like mowing lawns, maybe you bought a game then. Right. But I got tired of the fucking games I had. And when I traded it, I was like, oh, shit, there's a place now in town. Because we didn't have a GameStop before this mom and pop store sh- showed up. So I was like, oh, and he let me trade it even across. Because they needed N64s. Because they sell a lot better than PS1s. And I was just like, well, I started playing uh, I started playing Street Fighter games on the PS1, and then I started playing Final Fantasy games, and it was over from there. Yeah. So. No, I, I miss that craze. I miss all the, the console launches. I At this point, I was planning on being there for launch for PS5, Xbox Series X, but nope. this... Uh, this th- this new Nvidia card maybe uh, if I could go somewhere for the Nvidia card my... launch I would. <laughs> You're at Best Buy. I would Buy, go bro. somewhere. You're going to Best Buy. Uh, Scotty Mo, like, we don't have that. <laughs> Scotty Mo asks, who else was in line for nine 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 nine? Not us. Uh, he also asks, Autumn is rearing its head. You got any games that you're playing this season, or maybe Halloweeny games pretty soon? I have been wanting to replay both. The Evil Within one and two, uh, mostly one. Those. Oh, bro, The Evil Within, that's like old, not old school uh, Resident Evil, but that's like. Uh, it reminds me of Resident Evil and Silent Hill mixed together. Yeah, no, they're they're super good, and I don't think I played the DLC for the first Re- Evil Within. I would highly recommend that shit. Uh, I'm interested in that Demons Ate My Neighbors game. That's supposed to be like a spiritual successor to zombies ate my neighbors i don't think i heard about that yeah they, they posted it in the uh megavisions discord they talked about it and uh yeah it's just i think it's a kickstarter game it's called demons ate my neighbors 
It's the same exact fucking game as Zombies Ate My Neighbors. But mm-hmm. Halloween games, I'll play Eel Bleed again. Again, if I had people that were lived close to me, I would do stuff kind of like the two best friends shitstorm that they used to do, where they did 30 horror games every Halloween. 31 horror games every Halloween. Oh, god damn. And, uh, yeah, the first couple years were good. Then the later years, they were scraping the barrel. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's funny enough. I don't like scary games. I don't like scary horror games. I don't like getting scared, man. Like you saw, did you watch me play Resident Evil Two the remake at all? No, I didn't. I didn't know you yeah, even streamed I, it. I streamed it. I streamed Leon's campaign months ago. Oh no, and, I didn't uh, fucking watch that. You should have saw me when I was doing like I, the the police station took me like four hours because I was so scared <laughs> of just like creeping around. And then Mr. X would show up and I'd shit my pants because I was wearing headphones. And Mr. X is fucking terrifying when you're wearing headphones because he walks around in stereo. So you can, like, hear him really far away over here. But then you turn a corner you're like, and you're like, ah, fuck. So, yeah, I don't like scary games. There's There was one time we were watching one of the shitstorms and they were playing some fucking terrible, like, one person made this horror game. And they turn a corner, and the monster, it's not even, the monster's not even animated. The monster just goes, and like, up to the screen. And I go, ah, like, a long yell like that. To the point where they looked at me, started laughing, and then I stopped yelling. They were like, what the fuck was that? I was like, it scared me. <laughs> I might have been high, but I don't know. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I don't like scary games. Uh yeah okay evil within <laughs> i I would like to play the first evil within again it's really good i was gonna jump to the next one if you got something to say no i hit myself when i was talking about the fucking lawnmower earlier that wasn't that the they didn't hear when i was moving something if i went i was underneath the lawnmower and i was like trying to pull something down and it goes bonk like right on my like i thought it hit my glasses it hit me right here like I was like, oh, I could have lost an eye. That was but I, like the minute I, the minute it hit, I went, God damn it! <laughs> like, <laughs> it hurts so much, and it still hurts. Uh, anyway, H two O Happy Dude asks, I'll be streaming something Dreamcast related on nine 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 to sell. You're you're gonna go back in time and 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 go back to nineteen ninety nine to stream on September 9th. I think he's okay. No, he's, no, no, no. Yeah, no, fuck him. To celebrate a little thing uh, being able to drink. If you could recommend me one game that is not Capcom related because they are all good that way. They're all good anyway. Or Ill Bleed because that has its own cult following. That would be mandatory to play for the 21st birthday. What would it be and why? Wait, is it the Dreamcast's 21st birthday this year? It was. It was 20th last year. Yep. Sega Bass Fishing. Bass Fishing. That game's fucking good. Seaman. The music. The the what? Semen. No, don't play that game. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. Don't play. Don't play Blue Stinger either. That game's like worse. Ill bleed from what I've heard. Silver. You can check out Revolt. We played Revolt recently, and that game's a pretty solid little racer. Silver is good. The the kiss first person shooter. I mean, you'll get like an hour of enjoyment out of that. Oh, just God. for out of the the sheer stupidity. Time Stalkers. Time Stalkers is good. Let me... Uh, I'm trying to find... I want to pull up the list. The document. Well, I'll, I'll have to pull it up later. 
because I have a list of all the games that we'll be playing. I mean, you could always go back and play the, the two Sonic games. I mean, the first so- if you're going to stream it, like that would probably be one of the first things I would stream because it goes hand in hand with the Sega Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Sega or Sonic Adventure one has so many fucking glitches that's ridiculous. So you could do Hydro Thunder. Hydro Th- Thunder is really fun. You should play that one. That's a decent game. Yeah. Just make sure you get the version that actually has the music in the background, not like me. <laughs> and I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm trying to think because, like, Project Justice, all that shit, those are good. Capcom, though. Uh, yeah, it's all Capcom. You play the JoJo fighting game. Is that Capcom? That's Capcom. I don't know if that's Capcom. Yeah, it's Cap- I think it is Capcom. You think it's Capcom? I think it, has, it has a Capcom intro stream, I believe. I don't know. Here, let's just pull up a list of Dreamcast games, and we'll tell you. What to play? List of dreams. Nope, you're right. Capcom. Capcom. Game's so List of dream. Uh, Jet Set Radio is fine. Crazy Taxi's fine. You can play those. House of the Dead games are good. Choo Choo Rocket's fun if you're able to get people to play with you. Uh, you can actually do that with Parsec pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Mm, typing of the Dead is something else. I'll tell you that. Uh, the NFL, NFL uh, what, the ones that we played last year, that was like 2Ks? Or was it Blitz was the one that was the big one? Blitz is a big one, but the thing is like NFL football 2K1 is arguably one of the greatest football games that have ever been made. Yeah. Oh, no. Here we go. I found it exactly. You need to play the, the Berserk game. <laughs> <laughs> that game's fucking terrible. Come, you know come. you bounce off of it. You Come bounce back off to the us. walls if you hit them. Mm-hmm. Come back to us when uh when you finish that. Let us know yeah. how you feel. It's real bad. So no, that's what I was gonna say earlier about the sports games. Uh, you could instead of buying six, spending sixty dollars every year for the new version, you could spend fifty bucks and then like ten dollars to get NFL Blitz, and you're good. Yeah, like that's what you need. <laughs> like and that's timeless. <laughs> so that's how you do. That's how you do it, man. So. Anyway, uh, that's right. it for questions. Corey, what are you doing this week? I am watching The Boys Season 2 because that came out on last Friday. I kind of want to finish High Score. It hasn't really – it's fine, but it's not like, oh, shit, I need to watch another episode. It's fine. I'm playing more Tony Hawk, that's for sure. And that's what I'm doing. It's all Dreamcast this week, baby. Mm-hmm. It's all Dreamcast testing. It's all – Making sure shit works with Parsec. It's all that shit. Making sure the stream layout looks good. All that shit. Because on September 12th at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be going live on May- on Twitch.tv. No, yes, Twitch.tv backslash Megavisions. You can go to the website there, and uh, we'll be there all day. We might, I don't know. I remember last year we stopped the stream every hour for archiving purposes. Yes. Uh, we might do that. So if the stream ends abruptly, just give it like five minutes and we'll be back. I don't know how we're going to do it this year. I was always opposed to that because it'd be like, oh, maybe we had 20 people watching. Now they didn't refresh their stream, so they're no longer watching us. So I don't know how it all works, but. Yeah, that's basically what I'm going to be doing. I've got classes this week. Luckily, I don't have class tomorrow or Monday, but no. Reworking my finances so I can get an RTX 3080. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be fixing a few more things on my stream, and then 
also supporting Dreamless Dreamcast. Uh, as far as streaming is concerned, I want to finish off the classic Sonic games by playing Sonic C- Sonic CD. That's the goal. I was going to say, what you should do is you should, if you can get that done in like one night, or you should stream, because the adventure games are going to be on your tier list, right? Yes. Everything, everything that has been released on a console is going to be on the tier list. Like I'm not. Well, that's doing... what you should play this week. Is yeah. you should play those two to hype up the marathon. Hell yeah! But nope, that's it. That's all I got, man. I'm cool. tired. Lawmore wore me out. Gotcha. So... <laughs> well, all right, everyone. Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good week. Be good to and each other. Watch that marathon. Yep. Be good to each other. Be safe out there. All right. There's a. See you later.